Welcome back to episode two of the student section. I'm Nick with Ryan and Mark. Before we get into today's episode, cue the intro music. All right, on on today's episode, the NBA is back and we'll be giving you guys a recap of our thoughts on the first two nights of basketball mixed in with a little bit of college football. Starting off with basketball, uh, what did you guys think of the Nets Warriors since that was the first game of the season? You know, it had been over about 500 days since Kevin Durant played. Um, we all remember his horrible Achilles injury in the NBA Finals uh, against the Raptors, and it was just great to see him out on the floor. Dropped like 22 points, was fucking weird in the interview, but, you know, <laughs> he, was, he played really well. It was fun to see him with uh, Kyrie Irving. And, you know, I'm just really excited for the Nets. Uh, on the other side of the floor, Steph Curry, he has, like, no help. I mean, they, they will have Draymond this season, but he wasn't on the floor that night. Draymond's washed. <laughs> I mean, that's certainly an opinion to have. Um, I think he'll help them. He's kind of the floor general, and he can allow Curry to move off the ball. But um, I'm excited for the Brooklyn Nets, and I actually picked them to win the NBA Finals. So I was thrilled to see them perform last night. Nick, uh, what do you think? Oh, oh okay. Uh, yeah, the Warriors need Klay Thompson. That team's not going to survive without Clay. I mean, not even just for his shooting, but more importantly, his defense. A backcourt with just Steph as defenders is a total liability. And, uh, I mean, I think personally the KD and Kyrie toxic dynamic that people have been hyping up for well over a year now since we haven't seen the two play together is totally blown out of proportion. I think they're going to be perfectly fine throughout the season and – the Nets are going to be a scary team because they have Dinwiddie, Levert, all those other guys on top of the star power, Katie and Kyrie. So they're very dangerous. Um, I think it kind of goes back to what you said, Nick, with like the Kyrie, Kevin Durant, like whatever. Like I feel like Kyrie's like he feels like a star of a soap opera. And uh, it's I feel like the only thing that can really stop the Nets is the Nets themselves. <laughs> like I feel like. Kyrie's crazy. I mean, we've seen him like kind of like fall off mentally. Um, kind of reminds Kanye me of, Irving at yeah, times. Kinda, kinda he has been referred to as Kanye Irving. Um, but yeah, I mean, other takeaways that I got from that game was uh, I was really impressed by Wiseman. I thought Wiseman was really good. Obviously, we didn't see him a lot in college because he played what like two games, one game. I don't even know. Um, but you know, he played well in whatever amount of games he played in. But he played really well um, yesterday. Um, and I was very impressed by that. And I think that it could actually – personally, I thought that the – I always thought the Warriors were going to get – I think I, I, I tweeted out what I thought. It was either 10th or 11th seed. Um, I never thought they were going to be a playoff team if they didn't have Clay. But I think, I mean, maybe they can be better than I thought with Wiseman if he really does play as well as he did yesterday. Uh, I'm just not impressed. But I don't think Draymond's going to do anything. I mean, he's old. And I feel like that act of, like – small good defender is going to get old pretty fast also the uh, warriors play in such a competitive conference things can be really difficult for them to i don't know compete with teams that have like four good starters that can consistently defend good wings i mean if you saw last night they were able to find open shooters but the shooters couldn't make shots 
So you got to make shots to win basketball games. <laughs> that? I was, so. um, I thought this, this is kind of, this goes towards your like West being tough. You know, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. Cause like I was looking at the game earlier today, I was looking at the games, like this slate of games today, since there's so many of them, I looked at like the that Suns team and like this Suns team reminds you a lot of like the heat in a way where they're deep and they, they've got a bunch of good young guys. They got some veteran leadership and like Chris Paul, uh, which I think is what they needed last year. I mean, it's interesting. I think that they're, I think of the, the this Suns teams in the East, I think that they're like a four seed because I think it's an easier schedule in the East, maybe even like a three seed. I, I really like this Suns team. I don't know how they're going to compete against. I think they're a little small to compete with some of these big teams in the West. Like, you know, we saw that in the Lakers game also yesterday, who's and in the playoffs, uh, they're big, and then the Clippers are pretty big. For uh, not too big, they're they're not as big as like other teams. Like the Nuggets are big, um, but yeah. What do you guys think of the Lakers Clippers game? Uh, uh, I think any panic about the Lakers after the first game losing the first night is just totally stupid. I mean, it's a short season. They've had what less than two months of rest. Two months of rest. LeBron already coached and yeah, LeBron coasts in the regular season anyway. And he's I have no there's no doubt in my mind that he's just gonna chill this whole nah, season. Nah, LeBron's washed. Okay. All right. He won the NBA finals. So he is he's still doing well. I just they just won the NBA championship after the longest season in history. I don't think they need to put their foot on the gas for the next five months. They can kind of coast, I don't know, fifty wins in the 72 game season. I think they can do that without pressing real hard. And then they'll be in the playoffs and LeBron and AD will, I mean, if they're healthy, they'll, they'll be formidable and probably the favorite. So, you know, um, but back to the Warriors real quick. Um, other than Curry before, before we finish that game, other than Curry, do we, do we have any expectations for the other players other than Wiseman? You talked about him, Nick, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, I think I think Draymond will help out, but trading D'Angelo Russell is just a total mistake. Andrew, how's that mistake, Nick? They already have a point guard. Yeah, but they clearly need someone else other than Steph, and they were gonna run with the two of them anyway, no matter what. That's I mean, that's why they got that's why they got Russell because no, even if they were gonna trade him at some point, they were planning on running with Russell and Steph, and Wiggins is just awful. Like he shot, I don't even know what his numbers were last night, but he Four shot for 16 terribly. from the field. Not yeah, great. that's disgusting. That's <laughs> terrible. I mean, in like I saw a clip of him on Twitter. He's he's playing defense on the block. Someone blows by Curry, which he should already be in help on Curry because Curry's just not a good defender. And he just stays there on the opposite block. And some guy who's like gets a free layup. Like he has no defensive IQ whatsoever. He he's terrible. God awful. That team's not going to do anything if they have to rely on him outside of Curry for scoring. I mean, his poor performance kind of reminds me of like, uh, I, I don't know. It wasn't quite as bad, but I felt like Alex Caruso was kind of selling last night. He was like one for five from the field. He didn't really show up. What are you guys' thoughts on yeah. just like the Lakers bench? I, I just don't – they didn't do anything last night. I, I think that Vogel's making a huge mistake because I think that personally he should be – you playing oh my guy T- my guy THT. I really like THT in the preseason. I, I mean LeBron tweeted it and everything LeBron 
<laughs> Everything LeBron tweets is true, but um, he tweeted that NTNT is going to be special. I think that that's something that, could, that I actually didn't. All right, if we're being serious, I didn't understand why Vogel barely played THT. <laughs> I, I actually think Caruso sucks. I'm I am so anti Caruso, especially after I got destroyed for saying he's the worst starter in NBA Finals history for a champion for a team that won a championship. Especially after that, I'm very anti Caruso. Um, but I just also am kind of I'm pro THT. I, I'm kind of thinking about buying a jersey. I think that he could. I, I honestly like. This is going to sound kind of crazy. It is crazy, all right? But you know how preseason is. No one cares about it. And I, like, kind of, like, went a little crazy during preseason. I was like, yo, do the Lakers have a third star? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I actually thought we need that. To, we, need to, we need to stop. Yeah, third I, starter? No, 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 He's the no, big three dude. now, Ryan. Yeah, no, no. I didn't say – no, no, no. I don't think that anymore. It was a moment, oh. like, quick quick thought in my head. I was yeah, like, yeah. no, that's crazy. Like, he's literally – preseason, preseason. Like, Furkan scored 40 in a summer league game, and he sucks. So, yeah. that doesn't even matter. So, they brought in Gasol. No more, no more Dwight Howard. He's on Philly now. They brought in Montrezl Harrell, who actually had a good night. He had 17 and 10. Six for seven from the field, but Gasol had five fouls, zero points, and one rebound in 12 minutes of action. After Gasol, I, in the playoffs last year, I wasn't a big fan of his. I Gasol? Thought, yeah, I thought Ibaka was much more effective for Toronto. And now, I mean, I don't know if they'll if the Lakers will go with Gasol as their starting center or Harrell will see a lot of minutes. But I, I thought the um, the energy minutes that Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee provided last year were pretty valuable for them. And we didn't get a glimpse of that last night. Nick, what, what do you think of the Lakers' performance? Uh, yeah, speaking of Gasol, something I wanted to say was I, I think that, I mean, he's he's no, like he's old. Like he's not in the prime of his career anymore. He's, he's not exactly – he's not the greatest defender anymore. I mean, he's good for like a pop-and shot three. But I think – I think, I mean, if we're expecting the Nuggets to be good again this year, which I, I do, they were a conference final team last year and they were still pretty young. I mean, they're, they're a huge team. Like their team, their starting five is like really tall and having someone like Gasol, yeah, AD is going to be able to guard Jokic, no problem. But then that leaves someone like Millsap if they want to play, then they, then they just have a bunch of other like tall players that Gasol is going to have to deal with. And I, I think that, he could end up being a liability. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it brings up the question. Like, I thought JaVale McGee was pretty good for that team. I think Dwight is whatever. Uh, I think th- I think that Dwight and JaVale pretty much offer the same thing. Um, but, uh, I mean, today in, in the Cavs game, just brief thing, but, like, JaVale McGee had 13 points on six of seven shooting, uh, seven rebounds, a block, a steal. I mean, like, I'm not saying, like, you know, obviously he's he's not going to – he's not like a – I don't think he's really a game changer for that Lakers team. But, like, I think that it's an interesting thing. Like, is he – I don't know. Is he more effective than Gasol is now with Gasol's age? I don't know. I, it kind of goes back to what you said, Nick. Might be a liability. But then again, so is JaVale. JaVale, like, didn't get in at all in the playoffs because I guess they felt that he was a liability in some way. Yeah, I just 
I don't think at the end of the day, whoever the starting center on the Lakers is, is going to be a, a huge game changer. I, I just think if you have the two of the top five players in the league, you have a great shot to win. I think I think it's I think at this point it's probably like two of the top three, which is pretty crazy. Two of the top three. I, I, yeah. I would have like LeBron one, LeBron one or two, and then AD three, or you know, I, I don't know who. You Whatever have, it is, it's certainly it's certainly top five. There's yeah, no doubt yeah. about that. So, um, moving on to another. Speaking of top five, we got to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo and in the last couple minutes of that Bucks Celtics game. So, Bucks Celtics, they've they played in the playoffs a couple years ago. The Bucks beat them. Year before that, the Celtics beat them. So here they are opening night. What were your initial thoughts from the two teams in green? Uh, I mean, Giannis kind of did what he usually does. He puts up a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, a lot of those stats. But uh, he kind of has trouble closing games. I mean, there's no reason. There's no reason why anyone on the Celtics, like I, they didn't even actually stop him he had what 35 but there's no reason why like he shouldn't have been able to take over at the end of the game and he missed that crucial free throw which you can't do that like your first game after signing a supermax and uh yeah i'd like to announce the formal start of the jason tatum for mvp 2021 campaign oh my god jason tatum is... is the truth how many points did he score i didn't see 30 all right, and we got to talk about the game winner, though. We got to talk about the game winner. So that's the luckiest shot I've seen. It's 120, 119, and Jason Tatum, left side of the three point arc, step back, bank. He missed it so badly that it went in. That's embarrassing. You know that's your guy. To quote, to quote, raise the, the actual sun. truth. I know I called, I know I called Jason Tatum the truth, but to quote the actual truth, yeah, he didn't call bank, he called game. Yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter. That, that guy's an clutch. idiot, too. Paul Pierce is an idiot. Paul Pierce never had a good take on TV. Never. But yeah, speaking of the Celtics, uh, they're going to need Kemba back because you can't trust Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I mean, you can't trust them, but like, I don't think you want to rely on them to have to score 30. Yeah, you relied on them in the game. Eastern Conference Finals. That didn't uh, go so well. Well, uh, like, well, let's I, calm down. Man. I mean, Nick, you're talking about earlier, you're talking about liabilities. Like, Kemba's a defensive liability at, at its. You know, like the definition of a defensive liability. You saw that getting attacked in the Toronto series where like whoever was being guarded by Kemba, they attacked, which I don't know. I don't that, think that every, happens, always, that happens you, to you like to say too, it happens like, to everyone, but I've never seen it to that level. And I and I try to watch every watch. Dude, I've tried to watch every Warriors game. I've never seen it to that level. I I, I really haven't. It, they t- attacked it to so much. And I, again, I think that I mean that's Kemba, not even right. still injured, and so I think that that probably also plays a part in it. Um, they were attacking a, an injured Kemba, so I think that it won't be as big of a deal as long as he stays and, healthy. And that's not even that's not even the why the that's not even the reason why they lost though. They lost just because their offense just went to nothing. Like they so built I, massive leads in all of the games in uh, the Eastern Conference Finals and just blew them. Like yeah, no, I I, I, I I don't even think they took it. I don't think the what to call. I don't think the Heat took advantage of it as much as the. It was more the Raptors, and you guys still made it out of that series. So I think it was fine. So tonight they started Marcus Smart at point guard, which is interesting. Maybe they'll do that for the next few weeks while Kemba's out. They definitely will. They or will they start Jeff Teague? Jeff Teague, uh, four for four from the three point line, nineteen points. He looked Marcus, good. Yeah, that was a, that was a surprising performance. Uh, hopefully, that's going to be some better uh, bench point guard play than uh, Brad Wanamaker 
last season. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, I just I hate Marcus Smart as an offensive guy. I just hate the way he plays offensively. He's good defensively, but um. How about Tristan Thompson? Uh, he's a, he's a welcomed addition. He's still not going to do anything against some of the elite bigs and the elite bigs in the whole entire league, but it's something. So, I mean, as a Celtics fan, I'll take uh, it. But something that, something else I want to bring up was the Bucks bench is, like, not that good at all. Like, outside of their starting lineup, they have a really well-built uh, starting lineup, but they're going to need some bench production if they want to make another run. Definitely. Anytime you see DJ Wilson playing double-digit minutes, you know you have a huge, like a gigantic problem. That guy is probably, in my opinion, I think he's the worst player in the NBA, but whatever. I mean, he shot over two tonight, and he's a human – he's like a human highlight film, highlight reel for the other – like the guy he's guarding anywhere, and he guards him. I mean, I remember when they played the Nuggets one game last year, Paul, Paul Mills – they had like a little, se- little segment where like they just showed Paul Mills type cooking up on DJ Wilson – I mean, I know that he's got, like, some big fans. I've seen him on Instagram, but, like, I don't know. I don't know if he's all of that. Yeah, looking at their lineup outside the starting five, the highest scoring – the highest score is Pat Connaughton with six points in 23 minutes. So, that's going to need to change or else the Bucs like are going to be eliminated. He's good, but, like, six – like, you're going to – you're they're going to need a lot more if they want to actually – well, I, th- I think they really missed out on adding Boyan Bogdanovich. Uh, I, I, I don't know if that, that kind of well, doesn't that, that gets rid of their bench. That's exactly what Nick's talking about, right? What do they you mean? Trade, they trade Divincenzo and who? Yeah, but are, are uh, Divincenzo and Connaughton like guys that can like carry a second unit? Were they going to trade? I, were they going to trade? Oh, it, they're going to trade DJ Wilson. I know that. They're probably going to trade future picks because they need to focus on now. Yeah, but then they, they just – I guess. I, I don't know if 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 you – like, do you think they have a good bench? I don't think they have a good bench. So then why would I, – I just don't think these, like, two-for-one trades are going to help them. I guess not. I guess, I guess they just have to ride out with the with the starting the starting dudes, like Holiday, Middleton, and Giannis. What's it called? Uh, ready? Let's let's test it. I don't, I don't even know the answer to this. What college did Sam Merrill go to? This is an irrelevant point, so we're gonna move on. Yeah, he, he got, let's he move got on transition. to let's transition got five, got five to Washington to versus Philadelphia. So where go? after they, uh, everybody State. remembers when Ben Simmons twists his leg and has to hobble to the sideline against the Wizards in the bubble. As a, a tough memory for some in this call, and a <laughs> and a joyful one for others. Um. Ryan, how was it to see your boy back out there? It was fun to watch the first quarter and the th- and like half the second quarter and then the fourth quarter. But I can't tell you how bad the basketball was in that game from the second half of the second quarter through the entire third quarter and like parts of the fourth, like the start of the fourth. I mean, it was like some of the worst bad. I mean, first of all, you got Russell Westbrook pulling up like he airballed at least twice. I saw like he sucks. He can't shoot at all. Like he- People like talking about Ben not being able to shoot, but like Westbrook cannot. Westbrook just shoots more. Uh, he's just got more confidence with it. But I mean, yeah, it was fun to watch Ben out there. He's really fun to watch defensively. I think he's probably the best perimeter defender in the league, like de- undoubtedly. Um, and then, I mean, I can't stand watching an Embiid, but he really performed today. The thing that was bad was Tobias was terrible, and that's bad. First I mean, contract the fact- in the league. 
the fact that we're paying him double the fact that we're, fact that we're paying him uh, max maximum money to to score barely score double digits. He had ten tonight, three and thir- three of thirteen shooting. And like I saw some on Twitter because like Sixers Twitter is like so they overreact about everything. They were like talking about how so Matisse Thybulle didn't play much tonight, and like so after the game, Ben Simmons, Matisse Thybulle, and like Dwight Howard were practicing, like getting shots up after the game. You know, like most like a lot of players do, and like it was bad looks. And like everyone was talking about how Tobias wasn't getting any shots up. It's like how do you go three of thirteen? You see some of your teammates shoot. I guess if maybe he was doing. I I hope he had something after the game to do, and that it wasn't just he was he didn't want to shoot because I mean you got it he he we really need him to be good if we if we I think like first quarter I was talking about like saw my dad I, like I really think that we could make a run in the playoffs but like if he's if he does if he doesn't perform and like doesn't do anything he's supposed to be our like guy that we get the ball to when people are guarding him bead well. Um, if he can't score, we're, we have big problems. Cause About we, a three-point sniper, Danny Green. Oh, he was bad tonight, too. He was <laughs> terrible. It, I, I said to my dad, I was like, what what happened to him? Why was he so bad? I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't get why he why he was so bad. I, I think he's got to start. I read uh, – Jackie McMullen wrote an interesting article today that I read that talked about, like, how Maury liked the lineup from Ben Simmons' rookie year. That was, like, the one that we got. I think that was that was the year we lost in five to you guys, right, Nick? I think was that, I, rookie year, yeah, I, second year, rookie year. Um, so it said like that Maury's goal was to like replace Reddick and and Covington and Sarge. So like he replaced because so Sarge with Harris, he didn't do that. That was there already. And then Danny Green was the replacement for Covington. That was strange. Curry for Reddick was fine. Whatever. But like it was very weird. I don't really get how Danny Green. I guess three and D, but I don't you need know. to actually make threes to be called a three and D and play and play like good defense. Like was he, he like just, not able to defend? He's properly? fine. He's just not. I don't think he's, he's good all right. Like, I don't think he's good. Good Covington. Yeah, I mean Covington's like a way better defender in my opinion. I, apparently, like I know Kevin O'Connor tweets about it all the time. Like Covington's an overrated on ball defender, but like I think he's fine. I'd way rather have Covington than Danny Green, though. And I like Danny Green, but I really like Covington. Yeah, but that team was – it was tough. It was tough to watch. Tyrese Maxey, I like him, actually. He he showed some good stuff. I think he'll be pretty good. Imagine Kyrie without the head case. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'm going to say about this, someone needs to trade for Bradley Beal because I'm not trying to watch him play a whole season next to Russell Westbrook putting up meaningless triple-doubles triple for, like, the fifth fourth fifth sixth straight season like i just don't want to see that please trade the man somewhere i don't care where that's just not next to russell westbrook the the triple double thing with westbrook it's so obvious that he's just trying to get a triple double it's like he stopped rebounding once he got the double digit rebounds like he did i it it was pretty like he i mean he got 11 rebounds because he stopped after he got 10 Ten, uh, no, nah, but he's bringing culture. He's bringing okay. culture to Washington. Dude. He's getting to practice early. He's bringing culture there. Yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah. man. But it, it, it's so <laughs> dumb. I mean, he goes out there. First of all, I don't know if you saw the clip of, like, Ben falling because he tripped I did see that. Yeah, he got his ankle still. Dropped, bro. What's your point? Is it, did you watch it or, like, are you just, like, No, dumb? yeah, I watched you, it. He got dropped. And you, you uh, fall trapped to the leftist 
uh, propaganda <laughs> that is Bleacher Report. But um, the it was pretty clear that he tripped, and Russell Westbrook did this little dance going down the field, going down the court. Which uh, he shot nine of twenty-two, but at the time I don't remember what he was shooting. It was much much worse than that. He was he could he was like shooting terribly. He had airballed like multiple times. He had like a ton of turnovers. I just don't know why he's so cocky. I really don't. I personally, I think Ben's way better than him. I think Westbrook doesn't do anything defensively, and they have probably the same uh, shooting skill. It's just Westbrook actually shoots him. I don't know. I, I'm also a big Ben guy, so I don't know. Um, but you know how you uh, – so let's move on from that game. But, you you know, you, you mentioned how it's a short offseason. Um, you mentioned how it's a short offseason for some of these – for the teams, especially like the Heat and Lakers. Um, but some of these teams that didn't even go to the bubble, it was a much longer off season. And it was interesting to see that some of those teams, one game, like one big tonight, uh, like the Hawks. I mean, I know they played the Bulls who also didn't play in the bubble, but like the Kings beat the Nuggets. The Kings didn't, they went to the bubble, but they didn't have to play. They didn't make the playoffs. Nuggets made the Western conference finals. It's interesting to see that these teams that got more rest, some of them did a lot better than you'd expect. Another example of that, I I think, is Miami. They lost to Orlando tonight. Uh, I don't think many people would have expected that on paper. Miami went to the finals for the first time in six years and shocked everybody. I think no one, barely anyone, was picking them preseason last last October. But I think that's certainly something to look out for. I think the Lakers, the Heat in particular, and maybe even the Nuggets. I don't know about the Celtics because they're – they're. I mean, the Nuggets are young and so are the Celtics, so we'll see how it affects them. But I think for the Heat and the Lakers, just having that in the back of their head that we literally just finished the season in October, I think that could be something that maybe hurts them down the road. It could also play into like the mental thing where like they might play not as hard because they might just fall back on the excuse – that mm-hmm. they have had um, a short off season to practice. I don't know. I mean, they're professional basketball players. But then there, there are these teams that haven't played in nine months, but some teams have played just two months ago. So it's it's gonna be really strange because it'll be a different type of uh, I don't know effect on their play because they're gonna be rusty, like teams like the Pistons and the T Wolves and maybe even the Hawks and the Bulls at some point. They just haven't yeah, played as a team. And especially the new pieces bringing in, have they been able to gel as they normally would with barely any preseason? Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, maybe you see some teams like the Hawks, uh, like that haven't played, or the Kings, like knowing that they have this advantage. And the Hawks came out today. They looked nice. They they were on fire. Trey Young was on fire. The Kings um, – the Kings played really well today. They fought all the way to the end, got a buzzer beater. So maybe you see younger teams like that, knowing that they have this advantage and really coming out hungry, wanting to fight and make their way into the playoffs and see what happens from there and get some experience. So next up, we're going to, we're going to reveal one overreaction from the first, uh, the first opening game for each NBA team. Uh, Nick, you want to go first? Uh, well, this is kind of a hot take, dark horse candidate. 
you guys are going to say it's stupid, but part of me wants to believe that Paul George can put together an MVP campaign this season. Oh my God. What? I like that one. Listen, listen, listen. He was doing it. He's been doing it for the past couple of years. Injuries have held him back and he's heard everyone talking the most smack about him. Like of all the players, I can't see another player who's been disrespected, not disrespected. A lot of it was warranted. He played terribly in the playoffs, but no one's been talked about as poorly as Paul George's for how big he is. So uh, if he if he stays health, healthy this season, I could honestly see him being top five, top three, really being in that conversation, especially because we know Kawhi is someone that wants to kind of just chill in the regular season. I'm not oh. saying this is going to happen. This is a very hot take, but I wouldn't be su- totally surprised. Did you, did you watch him in the first half? He was, like, not good in the first half, and then he had a good second half. Hey, it's a hot take for a reason, Ryan. You know, yeah, it doesn't I'm have not, to be I'm not serious. it's going to happen. Bad but take. Part, you know what? Yeah. My, you want to hear my hot take? Yeah, I would like to hear yours, Mark. Hopefully, so, not as that one. This isn't as like impactful or like mainstream, but I think the T Wolves are going to make the playoffs. Oh wait, what? Why? I think I think that's going to have to hinge on Anthony Edwards. If, Look, if that uh, be a crappy uh, Pistons team. It's an overreaction. I like Cat. Cat's Cat's got a lot going on. There's a lot going on. In Cat's life. We all know. We all know about the cat thing. So I, I just like love D Lo. I I'm a huge fan. I loved him in Brooklyn. The atmosphere there was crazy. I mean, they're, they're not fans to support him in Minnesota, but um, yeah, T Wolves, eight seed, book it. That's for me. Malik Beasley had a good game. I didn't even see that. He, 10 of 18, a, 23 points. He'd be beating up somebody, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. My. My uh, overreaction is pretty big one. All right, hear me out. Uh, are the Lakers bad? <laughs> are they bad? Last night, they're not. Dude. Shut up. Are we they sure? lost to the Clippers we... week one or uh, game one last year. Are we, are we, yeah, yeah. But, like, the performance they put out, man, was lackluster. Not very good. Other overreaction? Oh, fine. Are you are you doing here? No, I I mean like then other ones like are the are the Spurs and Cavs good? Like are the Knicks good? Is the RJ Knicks Barrett, I actually am kind of bought in on. I got a little stock. Is RJ in Barrett it. turned the corner in his second year. Is he finally going to be an efficient scorer? People were people were happy with him in New York. I saw a lot on Twitter about how he, a lot he played really well tonight. Um, and you know the paces are decent. Sabonis, they just couldn't stop him. He was. He He's got so many up and unders against Mitchell Robinson. He cannot stay <laughs> grounded. I swear, every time Sabonis was backing him down, Robinson would go up and then he'd bump in and get the and one. But Mitchell Robinson so, fouled. So don't disrespect Mitchell Robinson. We saw. Don't you guys remember those like workout videos about Mitchell Robinson that were being posted <laughs> of him in those random gyms against like five foot ten guys? Don't ever <laughs> fall for those. I mean, he did set the record for field goal percentage in NBA history. People forget about that stat. <laughs> really? like three shots yeah all right so those were wait, wait, overreac- I got, oh, yeah, I he, got, oh one more one more it's not it's not overreaction but just an interesting stat speaking of interesting stat you just said mm-hmm. um danny green was minus 27 tonight and we won Jeez. by six and shake milton was plus 33 we'll That's be right all. back 
Today's sponsor on the Student Section Podcast is Satriali's Deli and Meats. Satriali Deli and Meats is the premier place to get your cold cuts and sandwiches. Their meats are so great, in fact, that they are used by popular New Jersey restaurant Vesuvio's. If you're ever in North Jersey, stop by for great food and stick around for the fun crew that hangs around the wonderful suburban New Jersey area. Thanks again to Satriali's for sponsoring this podcast. All right, we're right back on the student section podcast. And for our second and final segment, we're going to run through the New Year's Six college football bowl games, which begin on Wednesday, December 30th with Florida um, Nick's team and the Oklahoma Sooners. So Nick, take it away. Um, Florida, Florida had an interesting game the other day. Uh, they were down, what was? They were down two, three scores at half. They totally shut out Alabama in that third quarter. It was very interesting, but they weren't able to put the pieces together. Kyle Trask had a couple very crucial fumbles. But uh, I think Florida is going to take it. I don't have any faith in Oklahoma. So, really, I, I mean, yeah, I actually agree with you 100%. I have like huge stock in Florida. I think they're really good, especially Trask. I would like the Steelers to draft him. I think I think we need a new quarterback, and I think he'd he'd be a good one. Um, I was also very impressed with um, Florida uh, in that SEC championship game. Interesting game. Very interesting. But, you know, Oklahoma's playing the best football maybe of anyone in the country right now. Um, I still got Florida because I'm big on Florida's offense. But with Pitt, without Pitts, I think it'll be an interesting game because Pitts is out. So I could, wouldn't be surprised. That, that's the game where I would be the least surprised if, like, with either, uh, either side winning. Um, I'm going to be a contrarian on this one. I'm going to take Oklahoma. Uh, like you said, they've been playing really good football for the past two months now. They lost a couple of one-score games back in September and October. Um, they kind of dominated for a while up until the Big 12 championship. So although I, I see where you're coming from with Kyle Trask, a potential Heisman finalist, and Kyle Pitts, their tight end, uh, I'm going to take Oklahoma on this one. Next up. Oh, Pitts isn't playing. Yeah, oh, Pitts, oh, Pitts is out. I missed that. Yeah. He's going to so the draft. he's just going to be focusing on the draft. He might be uh... – People were saying like he might be a Dallas Cowboy, Nick. Uh, we do not need a tight end. Yeah, I know. I don't understand why people keep saying <laughs> we, that, but whatever. We don't. We don't need a tight end, man. We got need a lot of stuff. Tight end is not one. All of right. Them. Um. Next up, January first, we got Georgia going against the national championships, Cincinnati Bearcats. Nick, <laughs> what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um. I'm picking Georgia to win this one. I know I was very hyped on Cincinnati throughout the season. I really wanted to see a group of five team get a shot in the playoffs. You think for that? You're fake. JD, but J, JT Daniels is nice. They would have they would have yeah. been in the playoff if they started JT Daniels since the beginning. So I, I don't think Arguable. I don't think Cincinnati is going to be able to stop them. They're, Argue. JT Daniels, JT Daniels will lead that team better than, than Notre Dame would. Uh, who? <sighs> You think they would have what, finished with one loss and then what gotten killed? It would, they would have had the same resume as AM. If if JT Daniels played against Alabama, it would have been a different game. Totally different game. I don't you know why they, they started won? they went with Stetson Bennett and DeWan. Like, what, Stetson what Bennett were they sucks, doing? Dude. He sucks. I don't so get bad. that though. 
Because JT Daniels is like, I loved him in high school. He was he reminded me of Manning a little bit, which is a little crazy. He was like, one of the top. He was he the top recruit in his I life? think I think so. He went to modern day, played with Amon Ross St. Brown. I want Notre Dame to get so I paid a lot of attention to him. But um I really liked him. Yeah, I would love them to play with the golden dome uh helmets, the golden helmets. But uh what's it called? In this game I I I personally am also I'm gonna go Georgia as well because I'm very anti AAC. I think that what UCF was like saying that they're national champions, uh, whatever two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, I thought that was so dumb. I think the AAC is like such a bad conference; it's, it's laughable. Every year you're gonna get one of these teams that thinks they're great and they're really not because they're playing terrible, terrible, terrible defenses. Like I don't have the exact stat, but I'd be interesting. I'd be interested to see. Um, of which which offenses like I guarantee like multiple top ten offenses in the country were from the AAC and that's because the defenses are so bad like you see like UCF Cincinnati like all these teams uh, I I gotta go Georgia yeah I got Georgia as well they're playing a practical home game and I like them against the spread minus seven as well um, next up we got the Rose Bowl which is gonna be played in the disgusting stadium of AT&T Stadium <laughs> on January 1st. Nick, Notre Dame never shows up. Is there any chance they win this game? Nope. Okay. No. It's just wrong. <laughs> Listen, man. I, Alabama's <laughs> favored by 19 and a half. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that spread's pretty preposterous because I think that the, if you're going to have us like – the spread against I mean, you Clemson. said the minus 10 spread against Clemson was terrible. And yeah, I know. That is wow. true. It continues my bad betting advice. Uh, ends up always going. So, guys, to listening to this, bet whatever this kid doesn't say. Yes, 100%. That's yeah. a good thing. So, but, um, no, nah, actually, Alabama. I think – Yeah, I agree it's Alabama. But I think that everyone that thinks that it's not – possible that we win i think is a little i think it's a little overboard i don't think we're gonna win but like people think it's impossible okay I, it's I, obviously I we, not impossible but it's rather improbable it's gonna be it's all gonna depend on whether the defense shows up defense can't play like it did against clemson and then book then the line is to just i think this alabama defense is much worse than clemson's defense so um i hope book doesn't get pressured as much uh, yeah but i got bama yeah i got bama um it's yeah, pretty easy. All State Sugar Bowl, Ohio State versus Clemson. This will be interesting. It's a rematch of last year. Uh Clemson won't be as barely game as last year. Was. It won't be as close. But Clemson stole that game. That was a great game in uh the Fiesta Bowl last season. Last second pick. Uh I think Trevor Lawrence takes this one takes this one again and uh Clemson is moving on to the Natty. Yeah, Nick? uh Go Tigers. This isn't Clemson isn't Northwestern like Trey Sermon's not gonna be able to rush for like 300 yards. I was really high on Ohio State coming into the season, and I'm incredibly low. I personally don't even think they should have gotten the spot. Maybe they should have gotten the four seed, but they don't have a resume. Um, other than going six and zero and winning a conference, I am like, Clemson. You mean other than being named way. Ohio State? I think that's what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If it, if it were Northwestern or Indiana with this resume, I don't know if they no would be, they wouldn't they wouldn't. I mean, would it's, Penn State Penn State or Michigan maybe? No, nah, Michigan, Michigan definitely because they haven't made the playoff. Penn State probably. 
It's like Penn State and Penn State and Michigan definitely have better histories than A and M, and you're going to sell more. You're just, you know more people want to watch. Um, I mean, it it it's just these games. If it if these games aren't don't end up being whoever's just like basically just like a practice squad for the Clemson Alabama game, it'll I'll be incredibly surprised. Like the two teams that the three and four seeds, just whoever signed up to be smacked by Clemson Alabama. Um, I also got Clemson. I I just hope they lose by more than Notre Dame lost. So what? We lost by twenty four. I hope they lose by twenty five. All right, uh, January second uh, in the Fiesta Bowl, Oregon, who just lost the Pac twelve championship to USC, or nope, actually they, they won, won they won. They, they won the Pac twelve championship. Upset uh, against USC. Shouldn't have even been there. Uh, Colorado should have been there. No, I think it was Washington, right? No, it was Colorado. I think there were two teams that should have been there. Maybe it was both. (laughs) Pac-12, no one gives a shit about them. Uh, I think Iowa State will win this game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, My man Brees Hall is going to ball out if he plays. Yeah. I'll zag. I'll go Oregon. I like Travis Dye. Because uh, just because he was good in your Madden franchise doesn't mean he's no, no, yeah. I'm I'm just messing with that, but I actually think Oregon. They came in there pretty good. I like Brock Purdy. I like Brees Hall for Iowa State, but I don't know. They kind of were. They kind of like look like they weren't meant to be in that Big Twelve championship game. Like they look like scared. So I think Oregon will probably win. I'm not probably. That's another one I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'm rooting for Iowa State, but I think Oregon will win. Last one, Orange Bowl, Texas A&M versus North Carolina. Ryan, what do you think? I'm going to go upset. I got UNC. I Good offense. UNC also. Great offense. And, I, and I, it's going to shove it up Jimbo Fisher's ass. His old conference that he's, that he's like basically forgotten about, turned his shoulder to, turned his back to, I guess that's the expression, um, is going to whoop his ass. Uh, they're not going to have an answer for Sam Howell. And they're gonna win. Yeah, I think I think this game is gonna be an important stepping stone for the UNC program as a whole to even to get this bid in New Year's Six. They got a good recruiting class coming in. Uh, Are you part of it? I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I don't think, know, man. Is it better than Notre Dame's? I think it is, right? Notre Dame's nine. Uh, they, they were they. I think they dropped as the months went on, just because that's how like they're UNC. They're not gonna get these five stars that wait forever just to decide to go to Alabama, but. Um, I think I yeah their recruiting class is like top fifteen, top it's twelve thir- maybe. It's, it's it's thirteen. Notre Dame. Yeah, that's a good that's a good eight. class. So they they I mean what Sam A and M seven though, so seven. that would be big. Yeah, A and M's got um that massive tight end. Wait, do they have him? I'm gonna be lying. A and M. Widermeyer. Yeah, just I don't know. Yeah, they, like they have a very good tight end. Playing tight end. Yeah, then it's. A, I don't know how big he is, but he's good. Got a kid. Uh, yeah, I'm a zag on this. I'm gonna go with Texas A&M. The, the SEC better fucking show up this game. Um, if Jimbo wants to talk all that jack, like he's gonna have to show up. We'll the see. The fact, the fact that like Kellen Mond was complaining that they should have been in the playoff is ridiculous. Like their resume is basically, their resume is basically we got smacked by Alabama. Like, they they beat Florida though. Yeah, but ever, everyone knew after that Florida game that Florida was a much better team. Than, Dude, like, if you if you like, I run, I run. My dad's been pro or anti Florida all year, and so I'd been a pro Florida guy. And I I went back and watched that whole game on YouTube, 
uh, it was very actually a very good game. But um, I mean, Florida was like they should have won the game. Like it wasn't like A and M like was like oh like they're clearly they're clearly better. So I, yeah, I, and I, it was like yeah, in like clear after that Florida clearly like leveled up. Like A and M kind of stayed the same. Like they hadn't they didn't lose after Alabama, but Florida clearly just like became a next level. Uh, just a whole other team until they lost to LSU I, somehow. It cost himself a playoff spot. I think that uh, what's it called? I think that um, if and if Florida had beat Alabama somehow, then I think and would be in. Yeah, um, I think this is a good part to transition to a little bit of Heisman talk. Who do you guys think is gonna take home that coveted trophy? Um, I tough. Um, I again, I, I've been saying a bunch of I'm pro Florida, so I, I think Trask probably should. He's got very similar numbers to Burrow last year, but I mean, I think you, I think they're probably going to give it to Devontae Smith, first receiver since Desmond Howard, either Desmond Howard yeah, or, uh, or Tim Brown. Yeah, speaking of uh. Since you brought up his stats, I'm pretty sure I saw a graphic earlier today that he had he had, he had like 500 less passing yards than Burrow. I think four less touchdowns, but they Burrow also got to play the two extra games, so that kind of brought a lot of stats up. So we could see Kyle Trask in this bowl game put up very similar stats to to Burrow last year. But I think the lost AM didn't seal it. He was very clearly the favorite after that going into the season and going in towards the end of the season, but I'm pretty sure uh, in my opinion that loss to LSU kind of sealed it. Uh, it's yeah, the the picks weren't really his fault. He didn't play a bad game. He didn't play a great game, and they lost to a horrible LSU team. So I think Devonta Smith's going to take home the trophy. It's just his stats are unreal and what he's doing this season is just absolutely ridiculous. Right now, Smith is a is the favorite to win the award. Um, along and below him, he's alongside Mac Jones, Trask, Trevor Lawrence, who's making a late push, and Najee Harris as well. Uh, I think yeah. Smith is the safest bet for this this year. I think yeah, I think absolutely. it's good for the sport if, if Smith wins. Yeah, I think it's a good change of pace rather than just being like a court best quarterback in the country award. But I think if Lawrence hadn't missed those, what was it, Boston College, Notre Dame games, then he, he would have been he would have been either the top two. So yeah, I think that's all we have to say about the Heisman talk. And well, we we talked about the NBA, we transitioned to some college football, finished off with some Heisman talk. So that concludes episode two of the student section. Thank you for being with us. And- See you next week. The music I'm very fond.